Blog Talk Radio. You know, years ago, when we were younger, I never thought I'd see the day where a man who we all knew and loved as Cliff Huxtable would be hauled off in handcuffs and chains into a prison cell, stripped of his titles, stripped of all his good deeds, and labeled an aggressive predator. The man who encouraged young black men and women to go to college to pursue a better life of higher education. A man who was the epitome of what a successful black father looked like in the homes of many families who were without a positive black role model to look up to. What a time we're living in. Now, I can't speak on whether he did it or not, because the only people who really know is the two people who were in that room on the night of the accusation. We witnessed a justice system that isn't as honest as we would like it to be. So it leaves a level of skepticism when things of this nature occurs, especially a black man who is known for being a civil rights proponent of positive change in the black community. If Bill Cosby is truly guilty of the things that he's being accused of, then justice was served this week. However, if he's not, this will be another notch on the belt of a long list of black bodies who's been subjugated from the justice system that has been taking their lives for hundreds of years. I can't say if Bill Cosby is innocent or guilty, but if he did assault those women, then justice was served. What's truly important tonight is the fact that on the same week, a well-known and respected black man, public figure, is in chains, sitting in a cell. Your president sits in the White House completely free of any weight or responsibility of his actions. You know, the same president who was caught on tape saying that he grabs women by the quote-unquote pussy. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. Last time I checked, that was assault. So you mean to tell me we have a president who says he grabs women by their genitalia without their consent, without their permission, just because he can, because of his celebrity and his influence? And oh, that's right. You guys elect him to be your president. But you guys believe in justice, right? How ironic is it that in this Me Too movement era that people are shouting lock him up to Bill Cosby but saying let him go to Brett Kavanaugh, Donald Trump's appointee to the highest court position humanly possible. I just find that ironic because while you cheer for the Bill Cosby decision, you make excuses for Brett Kavanaugh, the candidate for Supreme Court justice who's been accused of sexual assault this week. You don't show that same energy and that excitement for Brett Kavanaugh's accusations or Donald Trump's accusations. I call BS. You can't cheer for one guy to go to prison based on an accusation and then make excuses for another guy who's accused of the same thing as the guy you just cheered to go to prison for. You can't say lock him up for sexual assault and say let him go for sexual assault. It has to be even and fair and just, remember? home of the brave, land of the free, you have people on the timeline and even your own president shaming the victims and shaming the women for coming forward. But you accept the testimony when it's against Bill Cosby, but you shame the testimony of the women who are brave enough to come forward when it comes to Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh. They say, oh, well, Brett was in college. It was so long ago. That was years ago. Who doesn't make mistakes? But when it's Bill Cosby, what happened 30 years ago matters to you. But when it's Brett Kavanaugh, what happened years ago don't matter? I'm just asking the question because your racism is showing. 
How ironic that in this Me Too, Time's Up era that we're living in, Bill Cosby, Time is Up, but President Trump has all the time in the world. How fickle and elusive this word called justice is to a certain select few. See, justice is supposed to be blind. But based on the reaction that we've seen this week from the White House and other high levels of political leadership, that word called justice that is legally blind seems to often take a peek from underneath that blindfold. You're showing it right now. Why is your reaction different? Oh, something's not adding up here. The case of Bill Cosby and so many others is a true testament that whether it's proven that you're guilty or not, they will discard you and throw you away as quick as they possibly can. However, your counterparts who have been accused of the same crime will be forgiven as quick as they possibly can with their careers unaffected. We live in a time where Cliff Hustable is considered a monster and is sitting in a prison, but George Zimmerman is out here signing bags of Skittles making a laughing stock of the justice system that freed him and said he was innocent. We're going to see how you act if you believe in truth and justice, freedom and liberty. When Harvey Weinstein goes on trial, if Donald Trump ever goes on trial, when Brett Kavanaugh goes on trial, when it's their turn, remember, keep the same energy. Keep that same energy. We are looking forward for the day where the word justice doesn't mean just us. Tonight's show probably will be a hot show because a lot of people are 
kind of twisted, turned all types of direction on this topic. Well, what topic you talking about, brother Seth? We're talking about Bill Cosby tonight, folks. Our beloved Bill Cosby. We're talking about the uh, author, creation of Fat Albert and many other successful programs that have been aired all over the world, really. Uh, this icon, this this super entertainer, this this man that's been out there for a long time doing it and doing it big in Hollywood. Again, we're talking about Bill Cosby tonight. Uh, we're talking about um, just how 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 he came to this place, or uh, we may even look at uh, you know where we go from here and. Uh, just what's going on with Bill Cosby? What happened to Bill Cosby? Uh, what happened to the Justice Center? Was there justice? Did it show up for Bill Cosby? Was justice served? Was the most high happy with what happened? Well, these things and more, I'll read the show description here in a second, is what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, again, I'm Brother Seth, you listen to the Five Flintstone Network, and we have been doing this for a very long time. Well, at least to me a very long time. 2011 is a long time. And, um, folks, <laughs> we are very serious about helping our people understand what is happening to them and really helping the world understand what is happening to us, uh, the shows that I produce. I am trying my best, with the help of the Most High, to liberate us as a people and uh, even humanity as a species uh, from the uh, various lies of not just white supremacy, but just all types of evil that plague our planet. And we do that by way of five topics that we talk about the most, but really we talk about everything on this show. Pretty much five smooth stones is about five answers I believe that I received from the Father in response to five questions that I asked the Most High in 1988. And so we've been sharing these five topics since 2011, uh, trying to liberate our people. And one of the topics, one of those stones, is called white supremacy. Uh, and I like to say white supremacy slash black inferiority. Because it's really only one coin with two different sides. Again, white supremacy slash black inferiority. Nobody can never be a white supremacist unless they believe that blacks are inferior. Nobody can ever believe blacks are inferior or non-white people are inferior in any way unless they adopt the philosophy of white supremacy. That's why we like to call it white supremacy slash black inferiority. That's one of the stones we talk about on this show, and that's why we are talking about Bill Cosby tonight, because I think uh, if the father used me and, and Sister Eliana and all the callers that may contribute tonight, if he uses us, you will see very clear two different systems. You will see a disparity on how our so-called white brothers and sisters are treated, as well as the disparity of how our so-called black, uh, white, well, our white brothers and sisters are treated versus our white, uh, black brothers and sisters. Kind of doing 15 things here one time. As y'all know, we I, I do at the beginning of the show. 
anyway, uh, tonight we're just going to look at really uh, a cancer that's been growing in America for many years since its inception. And that is this notion of white supremacy. Uh, Bill Cosby, uh, whether or not he's guilty or not, we'll talk about that. But really, it doesn't matter on this show tonight uh, because if Bill Cosby is guilty, and I do think he is guilty of some of the things some of those ladies were saying, but it don't matter whether or not he was guilty or not. He was treated far different from other sexual or accused sexual predators in the United States of America. And we're going to look at why and what can we learn from it. But before I get too far into that, again, I just want to thank every single one of you that's been following this show since 2011, especially my Bloodline family, the Douglas Kennedy line that's listening tonight. Some of them are listening tonight. And I really appreciate your family for tuning in and uh, hopefully giving some insight and input on your angle on this topic. So um, I also want to remind everyone that uh, has... Uh, those of you that have really been loving this show and loving what I do and loving what the different guests I bring on do, I want to remind you to follow the show, uh, that link that we sent you. Go ahead and click the follow button, the follow button. Follow Five Smooth Stones where you get a uh, reminder sent to your Facebook. It'll allow you to, uh, it'll ask you to log into your Facebook when you click that button. or ask you to log into Twitter. And it, that's how I know where to send these reminders that Five Smooth Stone is on the air, doggone it. <laughs> and so if you can do that, we really appreciate it. Anybody that do blogs, uh, this is major to them because... Folks, this is how we um, blog talk. Let me just say it like this. Blog talk, uh, uh, it, it means a lot to to them, the followers you have. That's how they know pretty much what you're doing. And, uh, and uh, just little things come your way when you have a lot of people following you. And then you can always venture out and do other things and get perhaps a website or do something on another stage and then you can you keep those followers and it becomes a little close-knit family some of you probably want to know why do you always ask us to follow you brother Seth that's one of the reasons why we become a close-knit family and uh, we begin to uh, we can expand and do some other things and network and speaking of network um Again, follow the show, but speaking of network, I also want to remind everyone that I do have a website. I don't talk about it a lot because I haven't really been able to spend a whole lot of time on that website. And so pretty much what I do is I don't push something that I'm not 100% invested in. That website, I kind of, I mean, it's, it is there, and it has a lot of information and pictures of where I've traveled all over the world. and. Uh, it has those five topics that we talk that we call five smooth songs. Those five topics, and uh, I might add, they are smooth, folks. There's a reason we call them smooth because they're definitely, I believe, from the Most High because they're refutable. The information that come out of those five topics, but that information is there among other things. So, folks, again, if you could please go and follow, follow five smooth songs. We really would appreciate it. Um, and, and, and uh, excuse me, bear with me. Uh, again, I'm doing 15 things all the time. But that website is www.blogtalkradio. Uh, again, www.fivesmoothstones, excuse me, .webs.com. One more time, the website that we have for the Five Smooth Stone Network is 
dot five smooth stone. Spell it out. No no numbers. Spell it out. Dot web dot com. Okay. You can go there. And just it'll ask for your just a, a, a you can give it any fictitious name and a website. We don't ask for much to join that site, and then you can uh, go ahead and start uh, uh, networking with those people, those uh, members that are on part of that site. And I'm uh, really proud of what what we've done with that site, uh, even though I'm not even able to um, really get into uh, like I sh- like I you know really want to. So anyway, folks, I'm very proud of that work. Now listen. Um, let me go ahead and just read the show's description because, again, many of you call the show every single week, and you really don't know uh, what's going on tonight. Uh, of course, you did hear me just mention Bill Cosby, but let me just go ahead and give you the the um, show's description, uh, the episode information that went forth to many of you. This went. This is what I sent to many of you earlier, and it goes like this. Let's talk Bill Cosby. Uh, was Bill Cosby treated fairly? I definitely want to ask that question tonight. Was his accusers greedy liars or victims of a rich predator? Was Bill Cosby's sentence too lenient or not harsh enough if he was guilty? Is accused sexual predator Brett Kavanaugh treated like Bill Cosby? And what is there to learn from these answers? And there is something to learn from this whole saga. There's a lot to glean from what happened to our brother Bill Cosby. Whether he was guilty or not, there are lessons to be learned on Five Smooth Stone tonight. So tonight we're going to be talking about this from a... Uh, just, just analytical standpoint, just looking at our brother and just really seeing, uh, uh, just coming at different angles. And also, I'm going to play some, uh, another clip that I think is going to be very important by Don Lemon. Don Lemon, uh, the CNN anchor. You'll be able to hear his take on the difference in treatment between uh, Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby. Brett Kavanaugh and Bill Cosby. You'll be able to hear that tonight. And folks, you got to hear what this gentleman is saying. It is really profound how he uh, shows the difference between the two. And a lot of y'all have already come to some of these conclusions, but it's just interesting to hear uh, some of the things the brother brings forth. Because, because uh, in the end, folks, many of us are really too in love with America. Uh, 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 America's system, America's uh, judicial system. Uh, many of us are blind to what is really going on in our world, and our trust is in the wrong place. And Brother Seth, all he's trying to do tonight is just simply get us as a people, us as a nation, to understand that we have some serious problems in this country. And it um, it's a little thicker than we think. I won't get too much into the program just yet, but uh, what, what we're going to present tonight, folks, is where some people think it's raining, we're going to present that there is a tsunami going on right now with our people, and we have 
we must turn to the Most High. We must turn and trust only in Him. We will also come to the very startling revelation. Uh, well, I guess startling for some people that He really is all we have. He really is all so-called African Americans have in this United States. Uh, there is a, uh, a conspiracy. As Kwanja Kajupu wrote in his book many years ago, there is a conspiracy to destroy black boys. And uh, there is a conspiracy to to incarcerate black males. There is a conspiracy to to depopulate the black community, so-called black community, so-called African-American. There are efforts uh, that have went on, uh, that have been set up many years ago to to just simply put genocide uh, for our people because a lot of our white brothers and sisters, yes, they are our brothers and sisters, all come from Africa. Everything comes from out of their motherland, migrating to to the hills of Europe. Yes, whites are our brothers and sisters, but a lot of them have bought into the lie that the mixing of, the browning of America is a curse and that... uh, they should do something about it, and a lot of them are doing something about it, and a lot of them, unfortunately, have chosen to join this this army that is bent on wiping out the African-American. Folks, I wish I could tell you that's not true, but that is so true, and uh, unfortunately, they're having some success, and I mean, in every tiny aspect of life... Uh, wherever there's African Americans, there is this agenda, uh, population control. But you know, in the end, it's not really white people as we think it is, cut and dry, just so-called white people that are uh, after us or they're trying to destroy us as a people. It really is Satan and uh, evil spirit. It's a it's an evil assignment of, uh, of of Satan, and I do mean Satan. I, I mean evil spirits. Uh, folks have a hard time. Uh, uh, grasping on the t- to, to what I'm saying, but it's it's nevertheless truth is not going to wait for you to understand it before it's it's a, it's a reality, folks. There are those that are trying to wipe out African Americans, and Bill Cosby, I believe. And now I'm looking to hear tonight uh, what you believe. But make no qualms about it. There is all types of efforts, and there is much proof and showing that there is all types of efforts. Uh, that have went forth many years ago to wipe out our people. And Brother Seth, what he's trying to do is simply expose the enemy tonight. And not just the enemy, not just the enemy, but to show uh, the power of the Most High that have already started to salvage our people. But unfortunately, folks, there's a lot of people that will perish not knowing the season not knowing the time. And that's why I'm on here tonight, trying to wake up our people and let them know this is nothing to play with. It may be Bill Cosby, but there's a bigger program uh, in the background, uh, and it's been going on for a while. Many of you have been out here on the, on, the, on this battlefield blowing this, this, this trumpet for a long time, trying to wake up our people with this kind of information. And I thank you for just that, for doing just that. Uh, uh, may the most high bless your efforts and 
and reward you for uh, waking up the mighty men of valor. And I'm not talking about black folk, but waking up his people, his chosen, uh, that is going to uh, do war with this, this beast and, and prevail because they are going to be full of the spirit of the Most High. So, again, tonight, tonight, what's happening? We're talking about Bill Cosby. We're talking about the one and only Bill Cosby. The great things he's done to our, our community, from the Cosby Show to Fat Albert, many, many, many other uh, programs that he put out there. Talk about maybe a little bit about how he has given much, much, much to um, the black community. Bill Cosby was a, had a, a heart of a giver. And I mean, we got to acknowledge that, you know, so many times when something happens to our people, we just kind of throw them out. But this man have done a lot, and I'm not I'm going to sit up here and act like I don't remember, uh, though I think it was millions of dollars he gave to black colleges. And the man has just always been on the forefront of doing things just like that. And I, I just thank the Father for the life of Bill Cosby. Now, on the other hand, uh, I we're going to talk about some some mistakes you know, uh, some women out there that claims to be very hurt. And they might not like me saying the things I'm saying because to him, to them, excuse me, they, he is a predator. He is a rich man that had his way with young girls all around him, and they do not have no holler for Bill Cosby. A lot of our community didn't like some of the comments he made about young black males and how they need to just, you know, he they felt like uh, he 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 wasn't a, he wasn't very loving towards our young men in their development. Uh, a lot of our young men don't know to pull up their pants and don't know to get off these corners and and are just trying to survive out there in the world. And Bill didn't uh, have a whole lot of patience for that process and spoke out and got in trouble with a lot of us. And I do mean us. I was a part of that. I did not appreciate what Bill Cosby had to say about young men, young black men out here just, you know, trying to survive in this this culture that they didn't necessarily uh, choose to be brought up in. Now, of course, they can always walk away as, a, as an adult, but what happened when that's all you know? So a lot of people didn't care for Bill Cosby after that. He lost a lot of, um, of his support, a lot of his... Um, Fans after he made these made these comments about African Americans. So anyway, um, we're going to be talking about these things tonight. My goodness, we're going to get into it. We are going to get into it. I want to take a little short little break before we get into it, and uh, and uh, <laughs> tell you so many angles to comment this. I really don't know which which way to begin. It's just so many angles. Uh, pros, cons, you would think uh, we all are, are, are twins, or we're all black people all think alike, but we really don't. We are so split on this, I tell you. I've been talking to people over time over this, and we are so split on Bill Cosby, it is not funny. Anyway, folks, take a little short little break. Uh, this is going to be by a gentleman by the name of Molly, and uh, the song is called Heavy Love, and that's what we need to show Really, not just to Bill Cosby, but for uh, ourselves first and for our fellow man. We have to need heavy love. We need that heavy love, family. And uh, I just got a few things I need to do, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm waiting on Sister Eliana to come in into the house. 
and uh, we get the show going. But I just want to go ahead and just do a little bit of heavy, heavy love, and we'll be back, folks. Again, you tune in to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we are about to get to smoking here, talking about our brother from all angles and seeing what the Most High have for us. What can we glean from what we have been seeing in the media with regards to our brother, Bill Cosby? We'll be right back, folks.
Folks, and we're back. Again, you've tuned in to Five Smooth Songs uh, Network. This is Brother Seth, and we are just keeping it cranked. We're keeping it cranked up. Uh, this is going to be oh, oh, well over 370 shows now, and we thank the Father for you and your time. Really do thank the Father for you and your time, folks. So many of you could be doing so many other things tonight, but you choose to hang out with your brother. And uh, and five smooth songs, and we just appreciate that. Again, folks, we're talking about Bill Cosby tonight. We're talking about Bill Cosby tonight. Before I uh, go to the phone lines and bring on Sister Eliana Badia all the way to Mercy, California, my co-host, I want to also kind of remind us, as I always do every week, of what the show is not, what it is, what the purpose of the show is, and what is not, uh, what was not the purpose of the show. Um, Folks, we just service tonight. We don't know it all. We're not know it alls. We we don't. We're not standing in us um, speaking um, as though we're the mouthpiece of the Father. We do uh, offer ourselves tonight, and hopefully the Father will speak through us. But that don't mean that we always hear every single word He's saying because we have distractions in our hearts, minds. I know I do, and I don't always speak the words of the Father. I know I should, and I do it from time to time, and I will try my best to. But uh, tonight is is a time where we're just looking at the life of a, one of our brothers. Um, as you know, if you listen to Five Small Songs, we believe we're Israelites, African Americans, that is. And we're going through uh, all of the prophecies set forth in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, and in various parts of the Scriptures. We believe we're living out these prophecies. And uh, if, we're, if we're successful tonight, we'll even show you, we will even show you how these prophecies relate to our brother, Bill Cosby. Yes, tonight we will show you that. Uh, because everything we do as a people, as a nation, really is biblical. When I say biblical, I mean that African Americans, if they are Israelites, and I know they are, they're going to fulfill all scripture as it relates to the Israelites. And one of the things it talks about is how the people that rule over us will oppress us in all thy gates. It uses the term gates. Uh, the, the oppressor would oppress you in all thy gates. So what that means is in all the areas of life, there will be these oppressors and they will be uh, having their way with the people, the once chosen people of the Most High. Well, the Father stretched his hand out again towards his people, and I believe he's resurrecting a remnant of us to do a mighty work. Why not all of us? Well, because all of us hearts have not been circumcised. Because in the end, our hearts have to be circumcised before, before he will work with us. I mean, really work with us now. All of us will rise to some degree because the world will once know who we are. That is a, that's a nation thing he will do with all of Israel. And really the world is going to know who we are. Uh, but there is going to be a work he's going to do with that remnant. And um, <laughs> it's happening. What are you doing that's already happening, folks? How can you argue with something that's already happening. Globally, there's a global movement of Israel resurrecting. Well, what does brother, our dear brother, Bill Cosby, have to do with this? I mean, some of you are really thinking it, like, brother, come on, please. This this man was just a, 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 a rapist. There ain't nothing prophetic about him. So let's talk about what the show is not, what it is, before Cecilia comes on. What 
whether Bill Cosby is guilty or innocent, there is something about how he was handled that is prophetic to all of us, how we are handled in the legal system. Whether he was guilty, and every single one of those ladies was right, or not, every single one of those ladies was paid off or whatever any of you have said over the years. Folks, is how he was handled we want you to look at tonight and how we will be handled if the Father don't have mercy and lead us out of harm's way. This has happened to our children every day, and we had better take heed to it. We had better notice what is happening to our children. This is happening in every tiny aspect of life. Many of you know of the show I did not too long ago called Expo 30, where I go to various various areas of life where there's African Americans and how we're suffering disproportionately, uh, how we're treated in every all of these 30 ways. I call it, I call it Expo 30, 30 areas of life where the disparity is there, where the racism is there, where the white supremacy slash black inferiority is there, areas like history, how it's told, who is told about, what's taken out of history, what's inflated, whose history is inflated, Europeans, education, the in the education arena, the oppression our people go through, imagery, health and medicine, religious institution and spirituality, the racism that's taught, how we look at that area, how we are, how, how the world, how, excuse me, America looks at that area. Uh, we, even when our, even in our family, uh, where it relates to identity and, and culture awareness and, and our culture and our heritage, how white supremacy uh, uh, slash black inferiority how the teachings, the concept, what we think of ourselves, where these areas, where it relates to these areas, you can see this disparity, how we're treated, and, and how these, in, in all of these areas, we suffer. Just gonna run through these real quick, and then I'm bringing on Cecilia Eliana. But folks, just gonna run through the areas, and just as I mentioned these areas, just think of the disparity, how we suffer, far, far different than any other people, and how how we look at these areas and how other people look at us in these areas, where it relates to law enforcement, uh, laws, bylaws, procedures, the disparity there, identity, and, and uh, again, culture and heritage. I mentioned that one earlier. Uh, judicial, uh, correction and, and rehab, uh, correction system, rehab, and, and, and then what, what happens to us when we do make mistakes, how we're handled, uh, how we're handled where it relates to uh, foreign policy, uh, uh, non-white people, how we'll handle ha- as it relates to foreign policy. Look at the third world, so-called third world countries, and why do we call them third world countries, and what does it mean to be third world countries, and who made them third world countries? Uh, again, how the judicial system, uh, how our laws, how those that uh, govern us, is. Uh, I'm just going through these areas, and I, again, I want you to just think about the disparity between our people, and I'm running through this, this this really was a two-hour show, and I think I had two parts to it, but this is going to go through this in a few seconds, but even with things as simple as nutrition and food, uh, as it relates to health, the disparity there, how we're treated compared to how our white brothers and sisters are treated, with regards to the environmental issues and 
and, and, and where we live and just anything with regards to the environment and where African Americans uh, is in and out of environmental issues, how we are treating the disparity, the quality of, of our environment. Um, thinking of one, for instance, the lead poisoning and the uh, issues with the water in Flint and just can go on and on and on. That's a show all by itself. Science and technology, um, the uh, from credit, who's done what to what is being done today, and our 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 feats and right now in um, science and technology that we never hear about. How we're how we're missing in this area, as though we're not doing anything with when in fact one of the fathers of the internet is uh, a so-called uh, African. So it's just a lot of. When it relates to us, there's two standards, folks. Uh, again, there's areas of uh, housing accommodation, housing and zoning accommodation. Y'all know what's going on with that area, how there's a disparity there, and how we are um, treated in, in these areas. Beauty and fashion, economics, economics where it relates to um, just knowledge of wealth, uh, who's made privy to certain information with regards to wealth building and and, and how we're charged and and, uh, and uh, fined and and just when it comes down to bills and billings and, and just expensive we have as a people how we're how we're treated with regards to economics I can't go into economics it's just too big too huge it's like a four parts but anyway I, this have to do with Bill Cosby because he. With regards to our legal system and with, with regards to our judicial system, he is just another one of those topics uh, where you can see the same disparity. So tonight, Brother Seth, and hopefully Sister Eliana will as well, uh, shed light on how this is not just a one-time thing. Oh, you can just look over Bill Cosby. He's just, no, 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 no. This is bigger, bigger, bigger than Bill Cosby. Believe me, this is much bigger than Bill Cosby, folks. So let's go ahead and um, and uh, go to the phone lines and, and bring on our sister, sister all the way up in uh, Mercy, California. Uh, haven't y'all just enjoyed, sister, this sister? Haven't y'all really, truly enjoyed Sister Eliana Badia? I hope she knows that. Maybe y'all can tell her that tonight, too. Phone lines, uh, we again uh, have people on the phone lines. The chat room, I had a little trouble opening up the chat room. Y'all are going to have to forgive me. I'm working on it right now as we speak. And Sister Eliana, if you can just run with the show a little bit because I'm having trouble with the chat room. And I know people want to get in there and chat. And so y'all give me another five minutes with that. But let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on our sister, Sister Eliana Badia Area Code 209. I am blessed and highly favored today and uh, have been all this week, and I'm happy to be on, and I want to say hello and shalom to everybody that's listening, and uh, this applies to you guys that are listening live tonight and also in the, in the archives later. Shalom to you as well. So I'm real happy to be here tonight. Well, uh, we're happy to have you again tonight, Sister. You have been a blessing to us uh, over these months, and I'm glad that you kind of joined me on this Five Smooth Stone Network and just trying to uplift our people, not putting down anybody else, folks. Remember, when you're uplifting people, like Martin Luther King Jr. say, if I'm in bondage, if our people are in bondage, you're not free as well. Uh, that's t- 
talking to uh, uh, those that were oppressing back in the 60s, he made that comment that when African Americans are yelling out about you is in bondage and you're oppressing our people and you're not letting them vote and you're not letting them ride in the front of the bus and all the things that they did back then, he said, when you oppress our people, you put yourself in a type of prison as well. So... We've just been trying to liberate everybody out of the prisons uh, on this show with Sister Eliana Badia and the various guests. We've just been hitting all types, not just the five topics we hit we hit the most, which is why we call the show Five Smooth Stone, but we've been talking about a little bit of everything, and tonight is Bill Cosby. So, so let me ask you this. Did you get a chance to listen to the uh, clip at the beginning? Because I noticed a lot of people came in after we played that clip. Did you get a chance to hear that clip about the gentleman talking about his life uh, with the... Uh, it's coming up. Listen to Bill Cosby. Did you get a chance to hear that, Sister Eliana? You know, actually, I did not get a chance to hear that clip at the beginning of the program. Okay. Well, listen, it's not that long. I think I'm going to play it only because those of you that listened to it earlier, please forgive me, all right? But uh, there's quite a few people that came in after that, and uh, that's on my board. I don't know how many people actually came in that are listening on the show over the internet. So probably a lot of people missed it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play it again. Uh, this very insightful brother, uh, I found this on the YouTube, and uh, he really nails it. <laughs> he really nails this whole thing. And then I'm, later on, we're going to hear from Don Lemon, uh, Don Lemon of CNN Anchor, and he's got a very interesting perspective on this whole thing as well. So we're going to go ahead and assist the Eliana, if you don't mind, and uh, no. just play uh, this this clip, all right? But yeah, before I play the clip, let me just say this to you, Sister Eliana, like I was saying earlier uh, when I was introducing you, really, really, really appreciate you and your contribution to the show. I know I say it, but I want... Uh, I want to remind the calls if y'all want to uh, chime in and let her know that this welcome tonight as well as talking about uh, Bill Cosby. So again, if y'all want to tell our sister how much you appreciate her input, please just do that tonight because I really do thank her for all she do to make this show a success. So, uh, Sister Helen, if you don't mind, I'm going to play, and, uh, play this clip about um, Bill Cosby. You okay with it? I'm absolutely okay with it. Go right ahead. Okay, folks, y'all check this out. We'll be right back. You know, years ago, when we were younger, I never thought I'd see the day where a man who we all knew and loved as Cliff Huxtable would be hauled off in handcuffs and chains into a prison cell, stripped of his titles, stripped of all his good deeds, and labeled an aggressive predator. The man who encouraged young black men and women to go to college to pursue a better life of higher education. A man who was the epitome of what a successful black father looked like in the homes of many families who were without a positive black role model to look up to. What a time we're living in. Now, I can't speak on whether he did it or not because the only people who really know is the two people who were in that room on the night of the accusation. We've witnessed a justice system that isn't as honest as we would like it to be. So it leaves a level of skepticism when things of this nature occurs, especially a black man who is known for being a civil rights proponent of positive change in the black community. If Bill Cosby is truly guilty of the things that he's being accused of, then justice was served this week. 
However, if he's not, this will be another notch on the belt of a long list of black bodies who's been subjugated from the justice system that has been taking their lives for hundreds of years. I can't say if Bill Crosby is innocent or guilty, but if he did assault those women, then justice was served. What's truly important tonight is the fact that on the same week, a well-known and respected black man, public figure, is in chains, sitting in a cell. Your president sits in the White House completely free of any weight or responsibility of his actions. You know, the same president who was caught on tape saying that he grabs women by the quote-unquote pussy. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> do anything. Last time I checked, that was assault. So you mean to tell me we have a president who says he grabs women by their genitalia without their consent, without their permission, just because he can, because of his celebrity and his influence? And oh, that's right. You guys elect him to be your president. But you guys believe in justice, right? How ironic is it that in this Me Too movement era that people are shouting lock him up to Bill Cosby but saying let him go to Brett Kavanaugh, Donald Trump's appointee to the highest court position humanly possible. I just find that ironic because while you cheer for the Bill Cosby decision, you make excuses for Brett Kavanaugh, the candidate for Supreme Court justice who's been accused of sexual assault this week. You don't show that same energy and that excitement for Brett Kavanaugh's accusations or Donald Trump's accusations. I call BS. You can't cheer for one guy to go to prison based on an accusation and then make excuses for another guy who's accused of the same thing as the guy you just cheered to go to prison for. You can't say lock him up for sexual assault and say let him go for sexual assault. It has to be even and fair and just, remember? home of the brave, land of the free, you have people on the timeline and even your own president shaming the victims and shaming the women for coming forward. But you accept the testimony when it's against Bill Cosby, but you shame the testimony of the women who are brave enough to come forward when it comes to Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh. They say, oh, well, Brett was in college. It was so long ago. That was years ago. Who doesn't make mistakes? But when it's Bill Cosby, what happened 30 years ago matters to you. But when is Brett Kavanaugh? What happened years ago don't matter? I'm just asking the question because your racism is showing. How ironic that in this Me Too, Time's Up era that we're living in, Bill Cosby, time is up, but President Trump has all the time in the world. How fickle and elusive this word called justice is to a certain select few. See, justice is supposed to be blind. But based on the reaction that we've seen this week from the White House and other high levels of political leadership, that word called justice that is legally blind seems to often take a peek from underneath that blindfold. You're showing it right now. Why is your reaction different? Oh, something's not adding up here. The case of Bill Cosby and so many others is a true testament that whether it's proven that you're guilty or not, they will discard you and throw you away as quick as they possibly can. However, your counterparts who have been accused of the same crime will be forgiven as quick as they possibly can with their careers unaffected. We live in a time where Cliff Hustable is considered a monster and is sitting in a prison, but George Zimmerman is out here signing bags of Skittles making a laughing stock of the justice system that freed him and said he was innocent.
We're going to see how you act. If you believe in truth and justice, freedom and liberty, when Harvey Weinstein goes on trial, if Donald Trump ever goes on trial, when Brett Kavanaugh goes on trial, when it's their turn, remember, keep the same energy. Keep that same energy. We are looking forward for the day where the word justice doesn't mean just us. Make sure you like and to uh, bring about the awareness of the very thing that's going on in court with Judge Kavanaugh and then, you know, the very, it's all, it's men being accused of being inappropriate with women and years ago. In the case of our president, you know, it's even up to probably present day. And uh, I loved how he made the connection between, you know, how these men are looked at as, you know, your Kavanaugh's, your anyone that is not of color is looked upon as a good man. I, I just saw a Facebook video of a girl crying and saying, I, I can't believe it. This Kavanaugh, you know, he reminds me of my father and all these good men. And it's the Democrats that are trying to ruin this great man. And she's crying and she's making this heartwarming video about him. And she's encouraging people to vote Republican and, <laughs> on November. And yet... The same people are looking at, like he said, Bill Cosby as a monster. You're talking about men being accused of the very same act, yet one has a lot more melanin, and so therefore he's a monster. And the one with less melanin is a good man. I mean, I just, it's just amazing to me. So I loved it. I loved how he put that together. It was, it was fantastic. That, that, that was brilliant. Well, uh, uh, again, uh, I I was I was uh, <laughs> just hearing again every time I hear him, I, I get something different. Um, and folks, please know tonight, I don't know where Cecilia Eliana stands. I haven't even talked to her about Bill Cosby. No joke. No pre-show interview with sister, uh, with my sister. We didn't do any planning. I have no idea which angle she's about to take. But I can tell you this, we are split as a nation, as a people. Uh, I mean, it's not cut and dry. A lot of people do not like Bill Cosby. Most people, I think, do like him. Most people do remember his work, his contributions. Bill Cosby has given a lot. Very few celebrities have given more than Bill Cosby to black colleges. I think one time, I remember he gave something like $20 million. I think it was just at one time. At one, one gift was like $20 million, something like that. I think I may be a little higher, but uh, maybe I may be a little higher, but I know it was a lot. It was double figures. But and and, and the man that the type of shows Fat Albert was such a uh, confirming uh, cartoon animated. Uh, it 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 made us feel so welcoming. You know, our way uh, to our meaning, so-called black people, the way we just talk, some of us, the way we articulate ourselves, those of us in the hood back in the day well, who lived, who came up in that in the in the, in low-income housing and 
And uh, you gotta remember, Fat Albert. He was a uh, he lived. This this is this is those of you that don't know anything about Fat Albert. It was an animated cartoon of these little black kids and and just different ventures they would go on. And it always had a very positive spin to some very uh, suspect looking uh, little kids. It wasn't like little rascals. These were some you know rough looking little kids. And Bill Cosby made them come alive and made everybody love Fat Albert in the game. And so we learned a lot about ourselves. And just like the brother was saying, you know, Bill Cosby was one of those, uh, you know, the Huxtables. I can't think, I know, I can't think of a family that was that successful on TV uh, before before the Cosbys. Uh, it, it really made white America open up to us and look at us in a different way. And I know I, I, know I got that right and. And you say, oh, yeah, but that, but now he's a predator, blah, blah, blah. But you, <laughs> I believe, Sister Eliane, I would love to know your take on this. This is another one of those times I want you to just run with this because, you know, these are women that were offended, and you are women. You probably have more feelings with, on this than I do. So I'm really aiming to hear what you have to say. And not only Sister Eliana tonight, uh, again, those of you on the phone lines, today, tonight will be the time for you to press one and let us know what you think, what you think, okay? Um, but Sister Eliana, I'm telling you, this man has done a lot. And then when he went to try to buy, I think it was NBC, might have been ABC, I don't know. But uh, he got very close to doing so, and ever since then, they've been seemingly, to me, to me, this brother Seth talking, it just seemed like they've been after him. I guess, you know, how dare you? How dare you even attempt to do such? It's been, look at the timeline of when Bill Cosby attempted to buy that um, that network and look at uh, all the different things he's been that he have went through and I mean look at the cuckoo-ness Sister Eliana and family and friends uh, look at uh, the cuckoo-ness of these women coming forth who had these issues years ago why now it's just so calculated to me I'm shocked people even take it even, even, I'm baffled by the ignorance of people, the gullibleness of people. How people can just really believe that all these women is telling the truth when none of them came forth in the past. From my understanding, now I could be corrected. Maybe some did come, but it's just. What do you think of that, Sister Eliana? I'm saying a lot. What do you think? What's your thoughts? Well, you know, so so at what point would you like me to? to comment on because you covered a wide base there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you just comment on all of it. I'm just going to just sip on, my, sip on my tea, and we'll listen to you and the callers, and I'll jump in here and there. But it's really a, a lot. I just want to say okay. this show, we can go so many angles on this. Go ahead. So if we're going to talk about, let's just jump to the women being abused by men and my thoughts on that as a female, as a, as a woman. So that first point that um, that you were raising with the question, that point, um, first of all, I think there has been a, um, a long, an, an, I would say an age-old understanding in the earth that men have and hold a dominant power and that women typically are, you know, and even the scripture says women are the weaker vessel, but men hold a more dominant, aggressive 
position over well, 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 hold on. I know you. I, I know you didn't mean to say what you said. You said women are a weaker vessel. It says treat them as though the weaker vessel. Okay, but let's not make let's not make that the issue. That okay. that may have been a, okay. a misinterpretation, but I don't want to go there. What I'm okay. really saying, right. but physically, actually, women are physically weaker than men. That um, is if true. If you look at the anatomy of women, men have much more of a muscular structure because of the task, you know, for design, and women have. More of a um, we we uh, we all have the same uh, basic muscles, but our muscle structure is a little different because our body cavity is different because women were made to bear children, so we have a more hollowness in our body cavity where that part that part of us is called the womb when there is a seed there and a child is growing. So a, man, a man's body is dense all the way through and through, and they don't have that. But what I was trying to say is that men have a dominance and men have been given a preeminence even since the um, the beginning. Um, so there's this understanding in the earth, like I said, it's, it's, it's coming from a very, very long place that men have, you know, a more dominant uh, place over women in society. And in many countries and many cultures, you know, women don't have a voice. And so men feel that they can do whatever they want to a woman, and it is okay, and it is right. And so, you know, that is even true in the United States. And so we see this by all of these these professional men, and, and, and you know, they haven't even gotten to the non-professional men that do this. But in the court system, they see it all the time. They call them men the dominant aggressor. Um, they, um, they're always talking about the system of abuse. Men are usually more... Um, of the abusers in relationships than women, even though women can abuse men. But I would say more than likely, 5 out of 10, the men are the, the um, or let's say 9 out of 10, the men are the, the abusers. So there's this understanding that men have this aggression over women. And it isn't right. And so if we're going to talk about that standpoint, if these women are completely telling the truth, if everything, if every person that said that they were violated is absolutely telling the truth, then it's absolutely wrong. You know, no person, no matter how famous, how popular, how wealthy, has the right to really violate another person. And I always say there's the whole earth is made up of men. And the Bible says that they were called male and female. So man is male and female, and uh-huh. half of the population of the earth is male, and the other half is female. And if you can't, you know, the, the earth can't exist without having the two counterparts. So men... Kind of like have, a negative and a positive, kind of. Well, not a negative and a positive, but you have, you, you can't, if, if all the women, you know, in some cultures the men do everything, women are so in the background, but if you removed every female off of the earth, the earth would die, you know, because there would, there would be no procreation. And likewise, if you removed every male off of the earth, the earth would die. So, you know, eventually everybody would die out because you cannot continue the, the human life cycle without the male and female interaction. You, you just can't. So in, a, in essence, we need each other. 
And there should be a lot more respect between the two, the male and the female, because we make up the dominant species on the earth. You know, so if men think the male part of the man feels that it's okay to continue to dominate, violate, abuse for their pleasure, the female part of the man species, that's wrong. That's not right. It's it's not right. So to answer that question, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's proper. I don't think it's okay for, like the clip, what Donald Trump says, he thinks he can just grab a woman in her genitalia and understanding he was talking about a married woman who had her already had her own husband and he was not the husband to grab her in that way because he felt that he could because of who he was as a as a person with his wealth and power and fame is wrong i'm sure that he would react differently if someone grabbed his daughter in some countries men like to marry women you know, up to, you know, as young as the age of eight or, you know, nine years old. And if someone were to grab one of his children or grandchildren at that age and said, well, you know, he would probably be very upset. He would probably have them murdered. So he has to show the same kind of respect to someone else's daughter that he would want shown to his own daughter. So I think that's kind of the, you know, the general idea that I have about that. It's it's not right. And there should be a greater level of respect for men and between men and women on the earth and, and, than and also we before are. you move if you could before you move on from that I want to I want to say this about the grabbing uh women by the private part what if those women decide to come forward this is just food for thought while you sharing there and we'll go back and forth I'm just I'm just enjoying you for now but uh what if they decide to come forward, family? What if those women decide to, to come forward? Do you think that he'll be the, the president, the, the president of the United States now, Donald Trump? Can't believe it. I'm still not used to saying it. But what if they came forward? If he's grabbing that many women, and he's, again, he's using the same thing that they say that Bill Cosby was using. I don't know if Cosby is innocent or not. don't really know. My point of doing this show tonight is, is whether or not he's guilty or innocent is looking at a system of uh, the system and the way he was treated. And I think that's the lesson tonight, not so much whether or not he's guilty. But what if this president, those women come forward, will he be treated the same way? And I'm not I'm not just saying because he's president. You know, look at Kavanaugh. And I, and I don't want to talk too much about Kavanaugh until after we play the Don Lemon uh, tape. But... Again, this gentleman, too. I mean, there is a great disparity in how we are treated as African Americans versus uh, and other non whites compared to white America. And I think white people really, every once in a while, family, when I'm talking about the human family now, especially Americans listen to this blog. Every once in a while, the father will, Sister Eliana, give us something. It, it could be the O.J. verdict. It could be the Trayvon Martin verdict. It can be the police shootings of various black men. Uh, the father will allow things for somebody to have a camera. And just to show us, to wake us up as to our true sickness, that, why, that he can heal us. Bill Cosby has presented something 
not him per se, but the way he has been treated, there's a message I'd like to convey tonight, if nothing else, that this exposes a cancer that the Father needs to heal in white America and in a lot of us so-called black America as well. We're white supremacists. It's not just whites. It's a system here that's routinely mistreating us, handling us different. And we so busy as a people with the self-hate we have. It's called self-hate with us. Black inferiority, self-hate, unappreciative, uh, you know, negative feelings towards us, self-hate. And then the flip side of the coin is white supremacy, white supremacy, white feeling superior. We think, well, you know, that nigga made those comments about our people, our young boys. I don't care for Cosby no more. Or we give up on him if he don't do this right. Or we give up on him because he don't do that right. We throw away our people just quickly, anything. And, re- and instead of looking at how he was treated, nobody's... At first we say, well, wait a minute, how are these women coming out of the woodwork, Sister Ellie? And I'm giving back to you. I just got to say this. First we say, where are these women coming from with this stuff? How can you believe somebody 20 years? Why All of a sudden they're talking about how much it's, it's, it's calmed their marriages and they can't function in society because of what, how they were so trauma. Why now? See, so black people, when we first heard it, so-called black people, Israelites really, they didn't. They felt the right way, but then they let it go once they start thinking about, well, yeah, that's cause. I don't care if him after he made that comment. I don't care because he did this and he did that. That's that's a sickness that the Father has to heal within us. And I hope to bring that forward in this show tonight at some point. But go ahead, Cecilia. Okay, so now, so talking about the next point, that you were talking about in terms of his treatment and, you know, I think what what I see is this. You had mentioned Dr. Huxtable when he did the Cosby show and um, how he was trying to portray the uh, positive side of black families because we have to remember what was before the Cosby show. What we have before the Cosby show uh, in America there was a white, uh, a Jewish ge- a gentleman who had been a, a writer in Hollywood. His name was Norman Lear. And Norman Lear... Oh, yes. ...that he could portray accurately black condition. And so what do we had? We had Good Times. Good Times was teaching us that uh, we were always going to be a people in despair. It was showing a struggling black family in the ghetto, and that started out with a, a, a hard-working father, a, a hard-working mother, and children, young, you know, teenagers going through school, a young man who I believe he had already graduated, but he was trying to get out there and get in the job market, and a very, very intelligent young, the youngest son was very intelligent. The promise of what, you know, we teach our children, if you go to school, get a good education, you can be something. And this young man was, you know, really, really intelligent. The, the sister, Thelma, was was beautiful, young black woman, you know. And uh, but you know, she wasn't. She yeah, wasn't we married. all like Thelma. <laughs> and she wasn't promised to be married. So what what Norman Lear was trying to cement in the hearts and the minds of uh, of our community and of America is that you know black people can start families, but 
they're not going to achieve. You know, you're going to have a two-parent household. And at some point, they wrote out the father, James. He was gone. I'm not sure if he died in the, in the you know, what, but they wanted to then focus on the single mother, the single black woman, head of household, struggling in the ghetto, raising her children. She had the nosy neighbor, uh, Winona, who was also a very beautiful black woman who was promiscuous, dating around, not married. And so that they wanted to show us that that was our community. And even the song for Good Times was um, Good Times, um, Easy Credit Ripoff, Good Times, Shucking and Jiving, Good Times. Uh, uh, temporary layoffs, good times. And then they had the nerve to put in the song, and they had it sung in the black gospel choir style, Ain't We Lucky, We Got them. Good Times. <laughs> and so, you know, when, when, when Cosby came out with the Cosby show, and then the other, the other show, also written by Norman Lear, was The Jeffersons. So you had one single black man, an older black man and his wife, who had, you know, he was a single business owner uh, of a cleaner's business firm or franchise, and he made it. He, he moved on up to the, to the east side. He, he moved up to the, a deluxe apartment in the sky, a, a penthouse apartment, and now he's doing better than everyone else, and he's got this, yeah, you know. Norma Lear, really, boy, you're right. You're bringing back memories. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And so this was, and we were happy because we could see black people, you know, on the screen, and we rallied around those programs because of very few things uh, that were, you know, that were positive. Now, there was another uh, show a little bit earlier on, and it was about a woman, a black woman, and she was, uh, I believe she was a maid for a a wealthy gentleman, like a doctor, this white man. I can't remember the name of the show, but um, she, she was kind of the star of the show, but it was all about her coming into the home. She was attractive. She wasn't the mammy type black woman. She was an attractive black woman, um, and she was taking care of his son, but she kind of had a little voice in the home. So she made up the home as the three parts, the mother, the ma- well, the father, the maid, and the child. But she wasn't the wife, and she uh, wasn't the mother. She was the maid, but she was very um, really important. And I can't remember, that was a little bit before we had our good times and I think that was written by someone else, and it was a little bit more classy than Good Times. But in a, all in all, we were always portrayed, especially along that corridor of time in the 70s, um, most of the acting jobs that people could get was either the pimp or the um, the guy was either the pimp or he was the snitch or he was the uh, gotten out of jail and he was the informant for the cops, but he was, was you know, no good. So there was a lot of negative things that they were highlighting about our community to us, while at the same time our community was actually progressing and becoming more professional, becoming more um, acculturated, becoming more talented, was receiving more promotions, we were making more money, but yet in the media we were not seeing that. So when Bill Cosby came out with The Cosby Show, he portrayed that, a, a professional black doctor and a professional lawyer, living in a home, raising a number of children, but being well able to afford them, looking at the issues of their children and the dynamics of 
their school life and, and things surrounding them. There were also possibilities of a marriage. There was their oldest daughter who had gotten married and had a child. Uh, I believe Raven, Raven Simone was that child who now, you know, I did, does not want to identify as being black, even though she does have black ancestry, but now she doesn't want to deal with that. But she was that little child um, in that in that Cosby show. And so what I'm saying is there were so many people that got a chance to express themselves, to show who we are as black people, that we are diverse. And do you know there were so many people angry at the beginning of the Cosby show? Uh, they were so angry with the Cosby show coming out to portray blacks as I remember that. Professional. No, it wasn't just, I'm not talking about black people. Black people were excited. It was white. No, no, no. I remember blacks saying, oh, they're not realistic. That's not how we are. That's not how we are. I remember that for sure, for sure. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, because I remember whites in California here getting very angry, mad, and and, and trying to, I was actually in an entrepreneurship program the, the the it was a nonprofit entrepreneurship program. There were two in our city at the time. One was run by a white gentleman who was he wrote his program to help inner city youth learn the the, the art of entrepreneurship to better themselves and change their life. I actually went through that program. My sister and I, my younger sister and I went through that program. We started a business there was another woman, a black woman, a professional black woman, who had started, had written a grant and was doing the same thing. She was very positive. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, young blacks were in her program, and they were doing very, very well. And we happened, to, we happened to meet her, but we had already finished our program, and we needed to get our grant funding from this gentleman, his program, and he had a, a, a wide professional panel of made up of blacks and whites that uh, would, you know, we have to write a business plan, do all the review, and, and to get funded, which we did. But he was one of the people that was so negative about this Cosby show coming out at the time and showing this really, really positive. And I remember the, some of the circles and hearing some of the lawyers and the judges and the doctors in the area of Oakland, California at that time looking at me and my sister like, you know, don't get your hopes up high because this is fantasy. You know, there are no, you know, professional doctors. When, yep. heck, there yep. were many professional doctors, many professional lawyers. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this program. My aunt was a court reporter, and she was one of the top court reporters for the Oakland courts, and uh, she was always attending the black doctor and lawyer and judges picnics. There were a lot of professionals. So, but we weren't seeing them, you know, because a lot of times in our community, those kind of people don't come back down to the hood or the ghetto or the, you know, they don't come and and, and lift up the youth and reach back and say, hey, I want to help you up. We look at it as I got out of there, you got to get out of there somehow. Um, they don't, they typically don't come back. So a lot of youth grow up not really understanding. Oh. Okay, hold, hold on a second, Sissy Eileen. I have to cut y'all. I just got a message that Blog Talk is telling people that there's going to be a charge. They do this every once in a while. I, this is, okay. They're saying you can listen to the show, but there's going to be a charge. And it's, 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 a, it's a small charge, but 
people shouldn't have to pay. Anyone that is getting that message, hit me up on Facebook. Seth, call me. Inbox me your phone number, and I'll call you. Again, if you are being told, you listen to the show on the Internet, and you're being told that you have to pay, or you went ahead and listened to the show anyway, and you're paying that extra charge, hang up. Call First inbox me, and I'll call you, and you can just hang up on that other line that's charged. Nobody should be charged to listen to this show. And face this, this is another oppression of, of non-white people by, again, racism. That's why I do what I do. They, they're they not doing this to a lot of shows. They do, they're picking shows. The, the 12 and Duck show, they did them the same way. They're making our listeners to see Eliana pay to listen. That's not fair. And that way you won't have as many people listening on your, on your phone line. So, again, inbox me. I got Facebook open, and I'll call you. And our one brother, Brother uh, Apostle Reynolds, he's one of them. So I'm going to go ahead and step away, and uh, you can go ahead and continue. I just want to let everybody know that, again, folks, inbox me. I'm Seth Turner. And uh, I'll call you. Go ahead and see around it while I call this gentleman, please. Okay. So what I wanted to say is that when you look back, you know, I'm the type of person I, I like to. I love history. I should have been a historian. I love history, and I like looking at timelines. So if you look back over the timeline, here you have a very positive, influential black male who really did do a lot of uplifting in the black community singly, and it wasn't in a collaboration with whites. You see. Like, for example, the NAACP was started by whites, and they recruited blacks to, to, um, because they, they felt that slavery was wrong, and they started an organization. Now, they've always had it um, headed or, you know, used black people to head the organization, but the NAACP has never been really a black organization. So the front looks black, but it really isn't. Behind the scenes, it's white. And, and, and how we know this is because the NAACP also does not reach down into the community. It does not lift up nor mentor nor encourage any programs, learning, or training for any, um, any black youth. But it is an organization that's praised. Republicans praise the NAACP. The Democrats do, too. So it's not an organization that we started to look at and address the needs of our people. It is not. And so whenever there's an organization like that where blacks are used as a front or whites are assisting, you're never going to get the correct results because they have a different heart. They have a different concern. We have a different heart, and we have a different concern. And what is important to us is just not important to them. What we see as vital is not vital to them. So you'll never get that good result in organizations like that. So here was Cosby doing this on his own. He was putting his own money to it to to lift up, to empower, to send a positive image in the black community. The very first one we had seen ever in the United States of America in terms of television programming ever. So what comes to mind is this, is a word. And then you, we have to remember, we, we came at, we've just cleared eight years of the first visible black president's successful presidency. That's just too much black power. That's just too much goodness. That's just too much uh, professionalism. So 
What came to my mind with this whole thing is the word hunt. I'm going to read the definition of the word hunt. It's a verb. Hunt. Okay. Hunt, H-U-N-T. It is a verb, which means it's an, a word of action. So the first definition of the word hunt, it means to pursue and kill. And then it has, in quotes, a wild animal for sport or food. But let's take out the, the in quotes, to pursue and kill for sport or food. To chase, now the synonyms for hunt are chase, stalk, pursue, um, hold on, my phone just died, <laughs> not died, but the, it slipped off, run down, okay, so if, we're, if, you get, if you're following me, what I think has happened is um, Michael Jackson was also trying to be a positive influence, okay, and he was killed, he was just, a, he had learned the truth about what was really going on, he was getting ready to do this world tour, and he was killed. Um, a lot of our leaders, whenever we start touching on the real truth, which will elevate our people and emancipate our people from the system, are killed. So here you have Bill Cosby, who had been such a positive, positive icon. How can we take this man down? Because really, they could, you know, it's almost like they could not find any fault in him. Now, I'm not saying that he did or he did not commit those acts. I don't know. I have no knowledge of that. But I know that the, the image that he, that he put forward to millions of black families and black homes was very positive. So when you think of the word hunt, that's a, that is a sport of patience and skill. You plan a hunt. You take time. You, you, you know the season of when you're going to go out and, and to, to do this and to, to pursue this prey to kill them. The, the, the goal is to for the hunter to take the spoil and to brag about it and to glorify himself in the fact that he was able to bring down this animal, this wild animal. We know how they feel about us as a people. The other definition, number two, for hunt is to search determinately for someone or something. So could it be that they were hunting to find something in to, to bring down Bill Cosby since that show that aired, and it took them all these years to search diligently, determinedly, to find someone or many someones that they could encourage to cohort, to come up to say, yes, this is what happened to me, so they could pursue him, kill him for sport, to bring him down, to bring down his good name, to destroy the image. So in other words, if you look at our system, it seems to me that every good man of color that has done something positive, at some point they want to destroy his image so that it, it further leaves us in despair like, dang, it doesn't matter how much I do. We're, you know, how much we do as a people, we will never get ahead. And to me, okay. it seems like the goal of the hunt is to tear down our leadership to the point where 
we become dis- we, we 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 feel like there's despair because remember they want to make America great again, and what they consider the times of greatness for America is when we were enslaved, when we had no civil rights, when we had no power, when there was a color line and it was visible, when they were able to walk in the true colors of their racism and it was acceptable and we had to be subservient to them. So if this is the goal to make America great again, then it stands to reason they are hunting to bring down to kill, to pursue, to slaughter, to slay, to um, do whatever they can to destroy forever in our minds any type of successful leadership or icon. So this is what I, I see that's happening. And, you know, we have to be realist about what's going on. You know, they want us on one hand to pretend that we are just Americans, while all the while they're telling us we are not. While all the while the laws are against us, they're killing our children, they're getting away with it, they're telling us we don't matter. We are not part of this system. When they say uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, they were not talking about us in their conversation. The conversation was not for the Hebrew, but it was for them. And so this is what we have to never forget, because the more the clock turns toward the future, the more these people want to turn the clock to the past. They are not walking into the future with us. We are saying it's going to get greater later. It's going to become a better America. But they are saying the more we see the rise and the the advent of black people in powers of, a place of success and power, the more they feel despair, the more they feel like they're losing control, the more they feel like their personal and and civil rights are being eroded, and they want to stop that. We feel we have arrived. They feel we are encroaching on their very life, and they will do everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen. So that's what we cannot forget as a people in America. But we also understand that the way they see America is America is a nation that's going to continue forever, and they want to be in control forever. But the way we understand it, we were brought here for a purpose and for a season, and this is not our forever land. We are going to leave, and when we do, it will cripple this economy. It will bring this nation to its knees. Because That's very true, sister. Within our, within our community to spend and to, to purchase and to buy, even a lot of the creativity, a lot of the inventions come from us. We are, even the music, every style of music, that's been produced out of the United States of America has come out of the black community. Every style and genre of music has come out of our people, out of our oppression, out of our pain, out of our sorrow, out of our love, out of our joys. 
all of the styles of music we first authored and they have taken as their own. So we have to understand when we leave these shores, it will bring this great, great nation to its knees. This nation will not be the power that it once was because it is only great because we're here, yet we are the oppressed at the moment. And we have to understand that everything that they're doing, they're trying to fight to keep an order that is, they're fighting the, a, a battle that they cannot win, actually, because it hasn't been decreed that they should remain in power forever. They're only in power for a season, and their season is coming to a close, just as we were only commanded to be oppressed for a season, and the time of our oppression is coming to a close. And and what father, Ceciliano, would oppress a people just forever? Every every empire rises and falls. What why it is so foolish to think America will continue to dominate the way it does? It's just foolish, and so one has to ask themselves, how will it fall? What what do you mean by it fall economically, morally? I mean, will it will the uh, the the big gigantic earthquake under the west coast just erupt? I mean, will it mean uh, Romans? I mean, excuse me. Bear with me, everybody. Revelations, the book of Revelation 17 talks about it being a whore, but there's a also in the book of Revelation talks about it being destroyed by fire. Some people say, well, that don't mean literally. Well, does it? I mean, if this earthquake happens like a lot of scientists project, I mean, we have to think about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, I tend to think that's not what it means because we're in this country and believers, Hebrew Israelites are there as well. I don't know that the Father would allow that to happen, scientifically speaking. But make no qualms about it, folks. America has to fall. Just straight up history. Uh, the laws of repetitions. I can't think of the the, the, pro, the appropriate name for it, but it's going to fall. It's already fallen. It's already fallen morally. Even more than it had, it never, never did stand tall, really, according to us. But go ahead, Cecilia. I just had to add that, you know. Yes, absolutely, and, and yes, you said it so, so wonderfully. It will fall by many, many degrees, and and uh, there will be, like we see already, the fires. We see the tempests, the storms, the floods, the hurricanes, the the um, all of these water. Uh, calamities that are coming on the United States. We know that the earthquake, they're, they're predicting this great, great, great earthquake. We have in California, we have what's called the San Andreas Fault, and it starts in a place called, um, I believe it's called Temecula, in down in the um, southern California, and it runs all the way up to uh, San Francisco, all the way past San Francisco into the ocean, and that's a very long um that's a very long line and the San Andreas fault is one of the major faults um that affect this part of the world there's another one it's in the they middle they made a movie of, up over it they made a movie over it go ahead 
Right, and then there's another one that's little well, it's little less known, but it's directly in the center of the United States, and it's called the New Madrid uh, Fault, and it's a, it's supposed to be a very old, almost a very uh, like a prehistoric fault line, and they're saying that if that ever erupts and and if there if it ever starts to shake, it will literally split the United States as we know it, almost into ha- into two, like, continents, like almost two plates. It's that powerful. It, will, it, it crosses many, many, many states. And so they're saying that, you know, it's possible that this New Madrid um, fault line could start to have movement, and it would be really, 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 really traumatic. So the father already understands how he's going to bring judgment, and he said it. He would he would bring judgment through the storms, through tempests, through floods, through you know earthquakes, uh, through fires. These are the way the father starts to judge nations, large nations and groups of people through this this movement of the earth and these um, these these elements. But then also when he brings now, the people out, in, tie, tie that into. Uh... Cosby, I know you're probably going to do it anyway, but just. Okay, so when he starts to bring us out, uh, that we'll take our buying power, we'll take our creativity, our strength. You know, the all of these basketball uh, teams and all of these, you know, uh, ball teams, they, they're, you know, they have most of their star players are Hebrews. When those, when those Hebrews are removed from the equation, when they, when everything is taken away. It's it's going to leave the, this country is in a skeletal state. They won't be able to survive the way they've been surviving because the strength, the heart, the spirit, the life is gone, and that rests in us. That's a gift that the Father gave us. So this whole thing with let's go back then to what's going on with Cosby. I believe that what they wanted to do is discourage, like I if said I may before. Add, really briefly, if I may add, you just said something powerful. And if I want to just really quick before you go back to Cosby, which we was headed there, but really quickly before you, because you just said something powerful. I just got a comment on it. You talked about the buying power of those basketball players. Keep in mind, the 40 million of us, roughly 40 million, that buying power is now $1.2 trillion. So it's it's even bigger than those few basketball players. But go ahead. Right, and so with um, what and, – and, you know, Cosby, we, we have parts in, in part – Cosby to thank for that because he showed us, you know, he what he did was he cast a wide net in his casting. All of the children were diverse, you know. He had the mulattoes, he had the 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 the, 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 the African American children that did didn't have that mixed ancestry, but every person was treated with dignity. Every person was treated with respect. Every person, you know, came off intelligent and, you know, how we see our own family members when we're around each other. So, you know, you could be, you're a genius, you could be this. We see each other like that because we are like that. And, but we're never given the opportunity to be that way in the, in the working world. They don't want us to shine. But what the Cosby Show did was allowed us to shine as individuals, not as stereotypes. What Norman Lear gave us, was JJ and he had he was a stereotype. He was you know, his 
phrase was dynamite. And, you know, he had to throw his hands up in the air. He had to have a, some kind of swagger. He was you know, funny, though. <laughs> he was funny, but, you know, there was the stereotype. They, they, what they gave us was the stereotype. And so um, kind of after that, we before even before the Cosby Show, we got the other one. There was another show where the um, – what was the name of that one? It was where – there was a young man. He was really intelligent. Oh, that's my mama. So we had we had rerun the friend. Kind of thought you going way back, way back. Uh-huh. Based on the character, one of the Cosby characters, uh, rerun. We had uh, um, Dwayne. We had uh, I can't think of the other characters, but those you know, it was about the young man loving his mother. His mother was a hard worker, but it was, again, a single single-parent household, single mother, and she was one of those. um, She was the type of mother. She was overweight. She was working hard. She was trying to take care of her children. He had his little sister. And um, so that wasn't as positive, even though they were trying to give a positive spin, it wasn't as positive as what we saw with the Cosby Show was very professional. It was polished. Because there there are so many families that are like that, you know. In the South, you have you have very wealthy black families that are very, I mean, very high high class. That you know, their their children go through debutante balls and they go through rituals and and things like that for their for their class and their society. We never see that when you're in the inner city. You don't see that side the other side, but there are families that are very, very wealthy that have a high, high culture. And what the Cosby Show did was it it, it wasn't as high, but it, it showed us that another side of life as a, as a black people that we could achieve. But it wasn't a dream. It was there were families and there are families that are, you know, living as royalty here in the United States with their wealth. And it's they have generational wealth. They have wealth from, you know, ancestral wealth. They became wealthy. They've kept that wealth. They've passed that wealth on. They go to the Hamptons every year. Donald Trump eats with people like this. You know, this is this is a side of Black America that we don't see too often, but they exist, and they are powerful. And so we needed to see that. And he opened our mind to another side of life, not just those that are in the in the streets that are suffering, hustling, those that are on drugs, those that are selling drugs, those that are running from the cops, those that have a record, those mothers that are, you know, having children out of wedlock. But there are some married couples and some families, some beautiful uh, middle class, upper middle class, wealthy black families that don't even know anything about the ghetto. They don't they know nothing well, let me interject here because I know people are thinking, <clears throat> maybe not, but I know somebody's thinking. Um, what if he's guilty? So what all these things y'all are saying, and I'm glad you are saying them, though, because people have forgotten them. So I appreciate you saying them, and you probably need to continue with what you're doing. Remember, there are those that are saying, what if he was guilty? Now proceed, Seth and uh, Eliana. So we will address you, those of you that think that, and also Don Lemon is coming. Once Don Lemon lay down his foundation, 
uh, he just really are, is, is articulating his feelings about Kavanaugh versus Cosby, and it's very interesting. We and then we'll talk more about the Kavanaugh piece of it and do the comparison. But Sister Eliana, I appreciate what you're doing. You're just talking about exactly what this man really did do. And I think people understand after you are done why they went after him. Why him? I know you tried to buy NBC or CBS, but still, why him? So all of these things she is saying is very true. I just want to kind of interject there because I know somebody is thinking, well, y'all are trying to make him out to be some good guy. He was a pervert, blah, 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 blah. So go ahead. I just I wanted to just uh, interject there. Yes. Now, I want to address that, too, right right at this segue. And and what if he was a – what if he was deeper in his heart? What if he had a moral problem sexually with women? What if he did have that character deflect and that flaw? Because we have to remember, we're all human. We all have something. There's something about every one of us that's not on par so what if this really was, what if what they're saying really is true about Bill Cosby and his sexual, hidden sexual nature? So if it's true and the women coming forward were really injured, then, you know, then justice was served. Bill Cosby needs to own. See, so what I'm, what I'm really saying is this. Oh, God, 
You could have done things as a, a, a youth or a teenager and grew up and grew out of it and said, oh, I, I never should have did that. And, and you become a better person. You, you mend your ways and you, and, you, and you change. And someone that you injured could want to have their day with you many years later. They feel strong enough to confront you about something you forgot about. But you probably wrestled with this issue already and dealt with it in yourself, but you never went back and you never made peace with the person you injured. So this could be the thing that's happening because we all have that. There's no, there's not a one person listening. There's not a one person alive that can't tell me that you have walked the straight and narrow, narrow and lived perfectly, that you haven't had some type of sexual deviant behavior from your childhood, your youth, your young adult years are something where you slipped off the path. You can't tell me that. You, you, you are a perfect angel if you're telling me that you have lived this life, been in this world, on this planet, and have not been confronted with many vices and had to struggle with, maybe you didn't do it, maybe it haunted you, maybe you were strong enough, maybe you gave in, maybe you experimented. You cannot tell me that you have walked the straight and narrow. Anyone who throws a stone is guilty of the same thing because we all have something. Now, we might not be living it out daily, but I know that at some point in our life, Something, somebody tried to influence you. Something happened. You know, some of us are dealing with molestation from family members, and, and we didn't we didn't turn out to be homosexual. Some of us turned out to be homosexual. Some of us lived that. Some of us were the perpetrators. Some of us were the victims. But all of us have the right to change. We all have the right to choose. And when you walk with the Father, the benefit is you can turn that stuff over to him, and he can deliver you, and he can cleanse you, and he can set you free. Some of us are morally good people, but we've had things in our past, but we never really gave it over to God. We never really had that kind of relationship. We can say, Father God, this has happened. I've done this, or this has been done to me, and I need you to deliver me from it. I need you to take it out. This thing is plaguing me, it's bothering me, it's haunting me, it's preventing me from going forward. I can't function because of this in my life, whatever it is. And we all have had So, so you're stepping on toes tonight, that is very true. It's true, because you can't very be true. alive. You cannot be alive and tell me, you know, many men listening, you know you was messing over women back in the day. You did not even care. You didn't even know her name, and you knew that you didn't care about these women. You didn't care if you hurt them, broke their heart. You didn't care. You were after one thing. When you got that, you felt like you scored. You told all your friends about it. You, you high-fived. You drank your fifth of liquor. You was happy. You smoked your joint. You went on from woman to woman. Don't tell me that you can throw a rock at Bill Cosby and say he was a pervert. Some of you molested children. You know you did. You know you did. You know what, Sister Eliana, about in regards to Bill Cosby. And again, folks, you listen to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. This is Sister Eliana and Batya, all the way in Mercy, California. We're just talking about Bill Cosby tonight. Remember, press one on the phone lines. If you have any questions or comments, it do look like we have a question. 
So before we go to the phone lines and get that question, let me just say this. This is how I look at that, Sister Eliana. I have always had struggles. Always. But I made up my mind a long time ago when I found out how other folks struggle just as much as I do, or more or less. I am going to talk about the things I know for sure anyway. I used to let my weaknesses, my problems, silence me and think that I got to wait till I get all my ducks in line before I have something to say. We are books as individuals. We are like a book. And there are chapters in those books. And while you might be struggling with this, that, or the other in Chapter 1 of your life or Chapter 9 of your life or Chapter 848, it don't mean those other chapters you struggle. I've had some very victorious chapters, and I'm having some very victorious chapters right now in my life in certain areas. But there's some parts of my areas I'm embarrassed about. So what does that mean? You don't say nothing. You don't speak out on, on the things, injustices. And it's like I was telling some people. It's one thing to, to, to have a, a weakness and you not trying to be out here getting rights for it. And you're not trying to influence others and you having your thing in the closet. Both of them is wrong. To be out of the closet or in the closet is wrong. But there is a greater sin for those people that are making it a way of life and getting rights and trying to get it a certain, just like with the gay rights. I was trying to hint, but I'm just going to say it just like with the gay rights. It's one thing to be a, a, a gay person and you're struggling secretly. It's another thing to be out and getting married where everybody will see you and every time they see you together they think, oh, they're happy. That's making a complete statement than someone that's in the closet that's know they're struggling with something. Both of them is sin, and both of them is going to call decay in life. Bill Cosby, that's what we're talking about tonight, and we come to, come to the phone lines after Sister Eliana comments, but Bill Cosby was to me like a, a closet guy. Well, maybe he wasn't in the closet. Maybe back in the day he was kind of wild and all that. But, but the thing about the whole Bill Cosby case that we're talking about tonight is why are all those women, were all those women solid for 20 years? Why, what makes this certain all of them come out at one time? That's how you know this is really, there's a bigger hand behind the whole thing. We said that at first, but then we just got numbed by all this news and we forgot. Folks, don't forget what happened. All these women came for it at one time, which is weird. Why didn't they come back back in the day? That, to me, discredit all of them. And then a lot of them think they're going to get paid, too. That's another thing they're probably telling them. This man is super rich, and once y'all come out and participate with us, we're going to take him to court, and we're going to sue. And that would make any woman that he's ever felt on come forward. But if you're sitting up and you don't think to come forward until 20 years later, I don't believe nothing you say. But go ahead, Cecilia. Then we're going to come to the phone lines. The area code 817-350. We're coming at you. Yeah, absolutely, and I think there's a bigger hand, but I just want to say that when we really look at the very big picture, it's still to oppress us as a people. It's to keep us in line, you know, when they fall, when they find our faults and they expose them, because it's, like I said at the beginning, it's, we're talking about a man accused of inappropriate sexual behavior 
with women and even, you know, drugging them or whatever they, the allegations are. But we also see other, like, you, like it was said in the, in the clip you played, we see Donald Trump that is accused of the very same thing. And all of these other men who were, in, you know, some people that we watched over the years, prominent people, men, lately these things are coming out on, and it's men. It, we're finding the men, you know, uh, that, that's been exposed. I think there was one where there was a teacher that was exposed for an inappropriate act with her student um, later, you know, later in life. Or, or she was she was a new teacher. She was a really fairly young adult, and her student was, you know, almost an adult. But still, the, she crossed the line in having a relationship with them. But as she went to jail for that. They brought it up, and she went to jail for it. So the point is we're in a time where the, the more wicked the world is becoming, they're trying to act more righteous in moral sin when they're promoting homosexuality, they're promoting, you know, same-sex marriage, they're promoting um, uh, gender equality in terms of, you know, everybody can be whatever they want. And then they want to say, you know, they want to point out these things as if this is a real one nation under God, really like a godly a government, which it's not. But when you, like you say, when you attack the character in such a vicious way of of a Hebrew person, and you allow the 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 um, the non-Hebrew to to get away and have sympathy for the non-Hebrew, and want to just go ahead and see him promoted and and even to earn more money and to be installed in a position of authority. There's a problem because then your morality is false. It's not true. The scales of justice are not balanced. And that's, I think, what we're talking about with Bill Cosby. Whether he's guilty or not, all the men that have been brought forward, it's an issue of are we judging them on the same measurement of scales? These are prominent people. They've committed a similar act. It's a, an act against women. Hey, man, uh, 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 hold on a second. I got a text. Uh, let, let, let's, let's go to the phone lines. I don't know how much time this particular person has. Uh, can you hold on one second? I just told him we'll come to him, so I, I kind of forgot about it. Can we do that real quick and you just hold that thought, please? Yeah, I don't have a problem. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Anybody else with questions? Um now would be a good time to raise your hand by pressing one. Again, you listen to Five Swiss on Network tonight. We're talking about Bill Cosby. Area code eight one seven three five zero. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Let us know your name and your city, please. Hello, this is uh, Apostle Malachi Reynolds of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, the Lost Found Israelites Ministry. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment on the situation concerning uh, Bill Cosby, uh, I think that is uh, injustice. Uh, I think that they're using him as a scapegoat. Uh, and and uh, this is a man who, uh, who I knew was different from the other comedians, no disrespect to Richard Pryor, but this was a man who would 
tell other people. Hold on one second, uh, Apostle Reynolds. Hold on one second. Again, folks, uh, it's 10 o'clock. Y'all know what happened. I have to do this every single uh, show at 10 o'clock. You must call the phone number. You will be disconnected. We're only contacted at 10 o'clock. They always let us roll over a whole hour uh, if we want it. But tonight we probably want you to you'll use a whole hour. But, folks, you got to call the 914-205-5590. Again, 914-205-5590. And, again, let me know in on in my Facebook in, inbox if they are charging you or if they say anything about that number not working for you. Again, one more time, 914-205-5590. 914-205-5590. You got like 15 seconds. Go ahead, brother. Yes, uh, one of the things that I remember about Bill Cosby as a uh, as a young man uh, when I was young was I remember his show that he produced, The Fat Abbots, which had a positive message at the end of it. And I remember uh, Bill Cosby telling other comedians that you didn't have to cuss to be great. Uh, and, and hearing him make wow. that statement for other comedians, you know, that was something that was that was very uh, that had an impact on me as a young Good man point. that I, that I don't that I don't have to even cuss at all, you know. Uh, so I always knew him as a positive individual. Not that he didn't have any struggles or things like that, and he never did go around saying that he was perfect. But I do believe that they're using him as a scapegoat, and that I and I do believe that it's a conspiracy against him. And even if he was guilty of of, of, of what he was convicted of, uh, nevertheless, with the previous district attorney, it was already settled, and it was binding. So when the new D, when when the new uh, district attorney came in, uh, he decided he ran on the platform that if he was elected, that he would definitely uh, uh, bring that issue back up and uh, 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 retry. I mean, not retry, but uh, try Bill Cosby for what was already settled. And they had questioned the last DA, and actually, the sediment, the sediment that you made with Bill Cosby. They asked him, was it binding? That DA said, yes, it was binding. That means that no other DA after me was supposed to come in and uh, overturn it. And and also, the woman was paid about $3 million. So this was politically motivated. And even uh, some law experts and analysts have already said that Bill Cosby have a good chance at, at getting it uh, overturned. Reverse. Uh, yes, uh, a reverse. But but uh, out of all the other men, up to a hundred other uh, Caucasian men uh, who have been uh, uh, accused, uh, uh, none of them has seemed to face what Bill Cosby has faced, besides being uh, fired or something like that. Uh, but but uh, it's a real tragedy about what's going on because uh, uh, young men today. Young men today, they they asked Donald Trump. I'm not going to speak too much longer, but they asked Donald Trump, "What would he have to say to young men today?" And Donald Trump said, "I think that young men today should be scared because, you know, the Constitution said that a person is innocent until proven guilty. But now we see people just coming out, just making allegations, you know, of uh, being sexually harassed, and they treating it as if people have been." Con- Tried and convicted in the court of law, you know. Uh, but that's all I want to say. Uh, but I do believe that it's wow, wrong. Wow, wow, wow! Uh, it is wrong and it's unjust. 
and uh, it, there's definitely a movement and a witch hunt now going on where a person can lose their job and positions just for simply being uh, accused, and which goes against the Constitution because the Constitution said that you are innocent until proven guilty in a court Amen. of law, not not in the court of public opinions. Uh, but there I also want to make an announcement. If you allow me to, I want to make an announcement. This October the 4th. Yes, go right here, brother. Thursday, this October the 4th, this Thursday at 4 p.m. at the Eastland Park in Fort Worth, Texas. Eastland Park, Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to meet there at 4 o'clock p.m. Uh, for a Miller Man March. A Miller Man March. We're going to march down from Eastland uh, Park. Fort Worth, Texas, off Raymond, uh, from Little John down the Miller, all the way down the Miller to Webarger Park, our village, our village Creek Park on Webarger. That's a 2.3 mile march. We're going to have three water stations set up just in case it's hot that day. Well, people are going to be giving free water. Uh, but we're marching for uh, brotherhood, sisterhood, unity, and justice. Stop the violence, and we're also marching for justice for the brother who was murdered in his own apartment uh, over there in Dallas as well. So we just we, we're going to lock down the traffic at one of the busiest hours of the day. And I've already been asked by the police officers to change my timing, but I told them no. I have my permit, and you have your job to do because we understand that we have to shut down the streets. We have to disrupt business as usual to get our people's attention, even if it frustrates them, because injustice should frustrate us all. Thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, I, I want to know more about that march and, and the purpose of it. A little later on, we're going to connect up. But I appreciate you, brother. You've been out there on the streets in Fort Worth just trying to let our people know, waking them up. Uh, and I really do appreciate that, brother. And thank you for that comment. And Sister Eliana, we'd like for you to go first commenting on what the brother said. But I'll go ahead with you, with you uh, meet you. But, brother, uh, Pastor Patrick, really appreciate you, brother. Yeah, that was so beautiful. And um, I think, you know, he's right. I think, you know, trying to, in many words, Pat, uh, Brother Patrick summed it up in smaller words than I than I used to say the very, you know, what, what my heart was trying to convey about uh, Bill Cosby. I, I do think it's injustice. I think that he is being railroaded. And, again, you know, we no one is perfect, but, you know, if he is guilty and this is the time for that to come out. But, again, I do think it's a, he, he is being used. And, again, it's to keep us oppressed. All of these tactics are always to, to you know, we're, they can't, we're not where we used to be. And when I say that, when we were in the South, we were in, we were we were um, local in certain regions, and they could do a big giant scare tactic and keep us all in line. You know, then right around the '60s, you know, we started doing civil rights. They found other ways to kind of keep us in line in our individual communities. But today, in 2018, it's really hard to try to keep us all in line as a community or, or as a nation of people the way they were able to do it. They're looking for ways, and one of the you know, ways is to tear down our icons. And I, I wanted to say 
you know, we just came off of tearing down their old their statues, their icons of civil right. Uh, I'm sorry, civil war leaders and and um, people who uh, were for injustice. Those need to come down for sure. They need to come down. So we we demanded that those come down. So their retaliation is they're bringing down our living, um, our living legends, our living icons like Bill Cosby and, um, you know, others that they can... And, 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 and let me say this, Sister Eliana, again, we both are talking. I'm just kind of letting you run with the baton here, but every once in a while I interject. When we say they, because we're saying a lot of they, 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 again, people are listening, and I just got to keep everything kosher. We are talking about the powers that be that run this United States, and not all, anyone, anything. These powers that be, really their chief and leader, is Satan. And I believe the face of this movement is whites, to be very honest. But make no qualms about it. The enemy is not interested in color only to the degree he can divide us. And then he would get done. He would do away with those leaders because he don't have no love for mankind. I'm talking about Satan. And I believe he's using powerful white males to oppress us as a people and, and also certain blacks that arise to power that uh, have given themselves over to evil is also in the bed with them. So we're saying a lot of they, but I want to just make sure we're not saying all whites. Ceciliana never says that. Just know that, folks. These are powerful people that are led by Satan, and they are trying to disrupt. They are trying to retaliate, like she say, what the Most High is doing with us. It's Satan. Kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. That's all it is. And different colors of people go in and out. But I do believe the bulk of the people that is being used, because the bulk of the people that's in power, happens to be wearing white skin. Go ahead, sister. Absolutely. Beautifully put. Very beautifully put. That's beautiful. So um, I just think that, you know, today we have that, um, you know, we have a responsibility. We, we have a lot more knowledge about a lot of things as a nation, and we have the responsibilities on our shoulders. We have been entrusted with much. We have to do much more, and I believe we are. We are starting to do much more than what we were um, able to do before. The, the way has been made for us and the door is open. So as a nation of people, we need to be aware and we need to be seeking the face of the Most High. We also we also have to make sure that our hands are clean before the Most High, that he holds us guiltless personally. Now, we aren't perfect. We know that we have, like I said before, we have skeletons in our closet. We have all done things. And um, we... Uh, uh, many of us, if the Most High were to come right now, we, many of us wouldn't able, be able to stand before him and say we were guiltless. We would have blood on our hands. We would, you know, we'd be soiled. We'd be stained. So we, we have to do our due diligence daily before the Most High to make sure that our, our, our calling and our election is sure, that our, our walk with him is solid and on solid footing. And that includes uh, a prayer life, uh, a a, a acknowledgement of who he is, uh, a willingness to be obedient, to be, again, his servants and his disciples and to follow him and follow his way and um, to have that life of a disciplined life of fasting and prayer 
you know, we, we can't go and eat at every buffet and eat and continue to, to do that. We have to always um, put our life before him and allow him to lead us and guide us. And so that's what we need to do, each one of us individually. I need to do it. Uh, Seth needs to do it. Everyone listening needs to do it. We all need to have a relationship with the Father. We need to stand before him guiltless. And that doesn't mean that we haven't done things, but when we bring it before him and we allow him to cleanse us of our sins, to forgive us of our sins, to deliver us from our sins, then we have a better mind to judge the matters of the earth. And what we're saying is, like, like Brother Seth said, Satan is behind this really this great fight. This fight is really against humanity. But the Hebrew people were the keepers of the knowledge of God and the commandments and the ways of God on the earth for the nations. And that's why we have to return to that place with the Father because we still have a job to do in the earth. And we the fight against us is to keep us right now from regaining our position of authority in the earth and to discourage us. And so many of us are waking up to the understanding of who we are, and so there's a lot of learning to go along with that that um, being awakened. But as we begin to understand what's really going on from that spiritual standpoint, then we understand we have a great responsibility, and we have to teach, and we have to uh, look at things from a from a different perspective, and that's what our shows, and that's what Brother Seth is doing, and many of the Hebrew teachers, and we're trying to elevate all of our own consciousness about the Father, about His requirements, about His statutes and His commandments, and He really requires us to live a holy life, a life that's set apart. We're in the world, but we should not be of the world. We should be able to judge righteous judgments on the matters that the world are going through. And so we do that by – it's almost like when, you, when you're counting money or when you're dealing with money, the only way you can understand the counterfeit is you have to just continue to study the real. You have to just be around the real so much that when the counterfeit comes your way, you know it's not real. And the same way, we have to be in the presence of the Father in such a way in our personal life through that – one-on-one relationship with him through fasting, through prayer, through reading the scripture, through meditating on it, through that fellowship in our personal life with the Father so that when we hear something, we can say this is not correct. It's not real. It is, this is coming from the enemy. We can encourage our people because they've had the, the powers that be, which are the demonic powers, have had a long history of railroading and deceiving mankind in general, not just us as Hebrews, but all of mankind. And so the Father <laughs> for that mature person, those mature people to stand up and to discern between good and evil, what is right and what is wrong. Go ahead, Brother Seth. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. I didn't even want to cut you off because you was going there, especially when you are talking about the one-on-one relationship. Because that's really what it's all about, folks. I know we're talking about Cosby, but you know this is five to five who's on network. And in the end, all these shows is pointed towards the Father by way of his Messiah, Christ. And so 
We hope that the Ruach or the Spirit of the Most High have uh, touched your hearts tonight and you're hearing something that is drawing you closer to the Father. Yes, we're talking about Bill Cosby, but there is something far, far more sinister going on than the uh, Bill Cosby, anything he could ever do. Uh, there's something far more sinister happening to him, handling him, and really handling us as a people. And that is, there is the evil one that is trying to destroy this nation of Israelites to bring uh, shame. I'm thinking of the scripture that says, come and let us cut them off from being a people. When Israel started to enlarge themselves in the scriptures, there was one Pharaoh that loved them. The first Pharaoh uh, that Joseph came in contact with, Sister Elion, he loved him. But the next one uh, wasn't the case. And he went on to say, come and let us cut them off from being a people. And that spirit is upon America. Those, those, those in power are seeking to cut us off as a nation, cut off this movement of these Israelites, the largest movement in America as far as, as it relates to religious expression or spiritual expression is the Hebrew Israelites. And they are coming out with these movies about Christ and about Paul and all these things to try to put these white images right back up on the throne. So anyway, you've been tuned in to Five Smooth Stone Network. We're going to take a little short break and play the other video, short video, of Don Lemon drawing the parallel between Cosby and Kavanaugh. you got to hear this. you got to hear this. you got to hear this. And you understand more what we mean by this disparity. You will understand what we mean by this despair. To be more clear after Don Lemon does his thing. So, Cielian, are you okay with the break right now? Oh, yeah, I think this is a great time for that uh, break. Okay, and folks, when we come back again, remember to press one of the phone lines. If you have any question or comments, and we will come to uh, your, uh, we'll take your question or comments at that time. But right now, we're going to hear from Don Lemon. We'll be right back. Check this out. So listen close. Bill Cosby is in prison tonight. Bill Cosby is in prison tonight. Something I could not have imagined saying just a few years ago in all of my years growing up. Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison for drugging and assaulting Andrea Constat back in 2004. In the press conference after the hearing, prosecutors talked about how the ugly reality of Cosby's crimes finally caught up with his once squeaky clean public image. For decades, uh, the defendant has been able to hide his, his true self and hide his crimes uh, using his fame and fortune. He's hidden behind a character created, Dr. Cliff Huxtable. Um, it was a seminal character on TV, uh, and so was the, the family, but it was fiction. Hmm. 
I said this last night, not so long ago, Bill Cosby was America's dad. His character and his TV family were an iconic representation of, Af of the African-American family. And Cosby commanded a lot of respect in the black community. So it was pretty shocking, but perhaps not too surprising when today his defenders, his last remaining diehard supporters, framed his downfall in terms of race. It's more than a little ironic that the man who made respectability politics a huge part of his message and preached about the morality and the black community took no responsibility for his own actions, his own behavior. Remember, self-responsibility, he's talked about it all the time. Well, his spokespeople blamed racism, sexism, portrayed him as a victim. Listen. Cosby's doing great, and Mr. Cosby knows that God is watching over him. He knows that these are lies. They persecuted Jesus, and look what happened. Not saying Mr. Cosby is Jesus, but we know what this country has done to black men for centuries. With at least 60 accusations against Cosby, his accusers began to come out with such regularity that their stories, their stories were so horrifying that it became a steady drip that could not be ignored in the Me Too era. There were a lot of legal twists and turns to get to this point today. The incredible sight of Bill Cosby in handcuffs, being led to prison. While wrapping up the trial, the judge, Stephen O'Neill, said no one is above the law and no one should be treated differently or disproportionately. By the way, that picture you're looking at, let me put that back up. That's his mugshot. That's his mugshot. Those are important words that the judge said to keep in mind. In this Me Too era, this trial plays out to its conclusion while another proceeding in Washington awaits. One person making that connection explicitly, and that's Bill Cosby's publicist. What is going on in Washington today with Judge Kavanaugh is part of that sex war that Judge O'Neill, along with his wife, are a part of. A sex war? Right now, a Supreme Court nominee faces two allegations of sexual assault or misconduct from his time in high school and his time in college back in the late 1980s. Kavanaugh denies that they ever happened. Now, I want you to hear me very clearly here, okay? The accusations are nowhere near the scale of what Cosby allegedly did to 60 women over the course of decades. And I'm not saying that, that they are, okay? The things Kavanaugh is accused of may or may not have happened. We don't know. And it's likely we will, we won't know unless there is an investigation. And that's the whole point of it, right? When Bill Cosby was initially accused, many people for many years could not believe it. The women's accounts were questioned. It took a very long time and a lot of investigating and multiple proceedings before there was a verdict as to the truth of what really happened. This is what you need when you want to determine a finding of fact. And legal experts like our Jeffrey Tubin, well, they point out that's what's missing in what's being planned in Washington for Thursday, a real investigation. It might get us closer to the truth, to the facts. It might clear Judge Kavanaugh or it might validate his accusers' accounts. Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski made the same point to our Manu Raju today. Should there be a full FBI investigation into these allegations from Kavanaugh's past? 
Well, it would, sure, path, it would sure clear up all the questions, wouldn't it? But the White House will not ask the FBI to investigate. There is going to be a Senate hearing, but only Christine Blasey Ford, the accuser, and Kavanaugh are testifying. No subpoena for Mark, Mark Judge, the only witness named by Christine Blasey Ford. No testimony by the polygraph expert who tested Ford or by trauma experts, as Ford has asked. And the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to vote on Kavanaugh just a day after the hearing. Just a day. They already said it, put it on the schedule. Why the rush, though? A lot of Senate Republicans are suggesting that the allegations are part of a political conspiracy. Well, it's amazing to me that these allegations come out of nowhere at the last minute and that they weren't brought up earlier in, the, in this process. And it's not untypical for our friends on the other side to pull that kind of crap. The weaponization of unsubstantiated smears. That's what we have here. And by the way, they have the backing of the president, who is accused of sexual misconduct by 19 women himself. I think it's horrible what the Democrats have done. It's a con game they're playing. They're, con, they're really con artists. They're, they're trying to convince... You know, they don't, believe, they don't believe it themselves, okay? They know he's a high-quality person. They don't believe him. It's just resist and obstruct. Hmm. There is an old saying... The truth will come out. It just might not happen on the Senate's timeline. And maybe a better saying is, the truth will set you free. And, folks, that was the interview. Profound information brought forth. My goodness, my goodness. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We've got Sister Eliana Batia also on the line. We'll go to her in a, se- to her in a second. Just want to remind everybody, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and press one of the phone lines. We are definitely uh, open to hear what you have to say about the show tonight. So much, so much going on with this case. Uh, well, with Kavanaugh, I'm talking about. Um, anyway, before I get into that, let me just, I keep forgetting to to uh, uh, do a shot since we got a little I spoke of listeners earlier. I failed to mention my son as well as his, uh, uh, my son, Josiah and Kelly, uh, that may be tuning in tonight. And if you are, I want to congratulate you on your newborn son, Menelik, Menelik, taken from the uh, old Ethiopian uh, uh, baby between Queen of Sheba and King Solomon, Menelik, the baby Menelik. And how Solomon commanded 300 priests to raise this child, a Hebrew, and they named, they chose that name, Menelik. So if y'all are listening, uh, Josiah and Kelly, congratulations on your newborn and our new grandbaby born into the family. Well, folks, listen, it's so much, so much. Let's go ahead and go back to the phone lines and grab Sister Eliana Batia. Sister Eliana, your line is now open. Um, so much, so much in that tape uh, I can talk about, sister. I just really, I don't, you know, it's just, all people listening tonight at what we're saying, uh, we're not taking a side, really, whether or not he was guilty. Now, we're talking about the bigger picture. Most of the show, we're talking about 
the bigger picture and how we better be aware of the bigger picture and how there is that power, these powers, uh, Sister Yama, that exist that are trying to, um, again, I'll use the same scripture, uh, lest, as the Pharaoh said, the second Pharaoh, the one that did not did not favor Joseph, he says, come to his
And, I mean, they disfigured him so badly, he just didn't even look like a, a human anymore. But many, many, many a men, many a man has been killed in that brutal, 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 brutal way. So what I'm saying is that today, I mean, uh, not knowing anything about, you know, the real, the, the, the depth, of the of the story with with Bill Cosby and if he if if there was a trial before if there was a payout there may have been guilt may have happened but it was already dealt with and then this whole thing of getting a, another another uh, uh, prosecutor getting elected to redig up a, a case it, it it just reminds me of this administration's agenda. You know, one of the, the things that uh, Trump did when he came into power is that he wanted to undo all the laws that uh, that Obama did. A- anything that Obama yes, did, he, he did. Wanted, the whole his whole platform is I'm gonna I'm gonna get in office. I'm gonna undo everything that Obama did. And so to have this same prosecutor, as as um, my brother had brought up so eloquently, come in and say that his whole purpose or his platform for being elected is that he was going to go back and undo the judgment that was rendered to Bill Cosby back then and bring this thing back up. It just sounds like it was conspiracy. It was just, it's the same, what we've been saying all night, you know, um, it's just a way of trying to destroy us as a people to destroy our leaders because men are are still considered the real leaders in the in society in the world the world over looks to the male as the real leader in a, in our communities we have disparage and it's part of the curses we have a lot of female head of households a lot of very strong wonderful beautiful women who have had to lead the family but yes yes eyes original order of our family structure it is that the man leads and this nation has done everything to destroy our family structures to um, demasculate our men and to take away their leadership power their authority their voice their strength their unity it this this nation continues to erode the whole understanding of male authority and leadership while they themselves those that be in power those that be in authority want to elevate their own um a position of authority as men in leadership in business uh in government in every aspect of life but they don't want the hebrew male to be on equal footing and it's just unfortunate so i love the way don lemon put that together it just it was just um it just really opens your mind it helps you to see what's going on and that's what we were talking about and I was talking about earlier we have to see what's really going on that uh, we get our vision from the father we get our true vision from the relationship we have with our father and uh in heaven and we have to um obey him and we have to come under his rulership and his headship in order for us to be able to see what's really going on. And he'll give us a battle strategy. You know, there is a battle strategy uh, against our enemies and our adversary. But he tells us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the Most High Yah to the pulling down of strongholds. And what we're looking at is a system of strongholds in this nation and around the world 
that have allowed the demonic forces, the satanic forces, to take that um, headship over the earth and take dominion and authority over the earth. And the Father wants to restore that. That is what the Messiah taught his disciples or his Talmudim to pray, that um, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He taught them to pray that structure because it's important that the kingdom of the Most High come in the same pattern that is being executed in the heavens. It must be executed the same way upon the earth. And that's really the real battle. More than anything else going on, this battle between good and evil and who are the keeper of those rights. And the Hebrew is the keeper of those rights for good and for the kingdom to be um, brought to the earth. And the adversary has uh, exalted his own children and his own people to oppose the kingdom of the Father upon the earth. So this is the real spiritual battle, but then in the natural, it was a conspiracy against Bill Cosby. And... Yes, That's yes. We... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, yes, yes, it's very true, very true. And I think we hit it kind of hard tonight as far as the powers that be behind uh, what I would have liked, but we can't do it. Uh, everything, we did the best we could, but I thought we did a good job. So everybody see bigger picture. We didn't get too much into whether or not he did it, uh, um, um, and I don't think that's what people would have really wanted to hear. But just more of what we did, we did a good job. But what I would like to also remind everybody, and again, we can do everything, is to provide scripture on exactly what these people are doing and how the scripture has said they would do just that. I think, Sister Eliana, people really don't, uh, you know, because they don't listen to all our shows. People don't understand that there are scriptures to support everything we've said tonight, how there would be a people, they would come from the north, they would rule over the Israelites, the Israelites would be scattered to the four corners. These people would seek them out, led by the Father, really. This is not a demonic thing. The Father said he would call a nation to rule over them, and they would oppress them in all their gates because of a covenant he made with Abraham. Of course, detailed through Moshe or Moses, what would happen to the Israelites. And we've lived out all of those prophecies if we were obedient and if we were disobedient. Unfortunately, we're operating in a disobedient state, and we're living out every one of those prophecies. What has happened to us is no is not a strange phenomenon. It is what's supposed to have happened. But like Sister Ellie and I have been saying for weeks now, this is the end. This is the end of the end of the end. Uh, next year will be 400 years, and we're expecting a mighty exodus mentally as well as physically from the American way of life. Uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, 
a remnant to return to Israel, and uh, many of us, our people, are returning mentally. There's there's a shaking going on. Young people do not want to go to these churches. These churches are, have mostly older people and a few young people, and uh, I know it don't look good. It looks weird, but they, it has to happen. They have got to throw up all this white supremacy and Catholicism that have blinded our people for many years, and they're they kind of like in a wilderness, almost in a sense in their head. They're just kind of neutral. They're not nowhere. And then they hear this truth about the Israelites, and many of them is claiming that. Some of them, unfortunately, have got a hold of some bad doctrine. They're not claiming Christ. They're just claiming Old Testament Hebrewism, and, and of course we know that Christ is the way, and they're coming around as those of us, the Sister Elianas and the Brother Sets of the world, get a hold of them and talk to them and teach them. They're coming around to accept the Messiah. So a lot is happening in your world, and Bill Cosby is just another sign, another thing that the Father allowed to happen. And Cecilia, I want your last final words here in a second after I'm done here, and then we can wrap up this show. But, folks, tonight all we want to do is show a brother that has been treated very odd, very weird how these women come out of the woodwork, very strange what they're saying with the timeline and perspective. It's very odd what has happened. If they go back and grab all of the women in my life and all of the women in every man's life that we've done, everything we've done to a woman, maybe aggressive, maybe we grab somebody's butt or something. If they go back and grab everybody I butt I've grabbed over the years or everybody some I've said over the years, we all will be in trouble. I don't think a man will pass the test. Most men anyway. It's crazy. It's cuckoo. <laughs> but there's a bigger picture. They're after the man's image. You heard how Don Lemon was was letting the one gentleman talk during his presentation. And basically, the judge, it was a judge now I think about it, but he was saying you, he hid behind the Huxable image. In other words, they always try to take us to see Eliana and make us out to be monsters. Make us out to be monsters. Now, that man has done a lot in his life. And again, if he did anything to those women, I don't condone it, and I just distance myself from him in that way. And I do, don't think Bill Cosby is innocent. I do think some of those things he did, but I just think it was, you were, you're a powerful man, and, and you go after these women, and you're a little cocky because you got money. And the women ain't going to say nothing to you because they want it halfway like it, or they're trying to get some financial favor from you, and they let you do these things to them. If it was, they was that traumatized, they would have said something way back in the day, and we were, it would have been all kind of documented information. That did not happen. They was trying to either get paid or trying to get him as their husband, trying to get him in the bed. They was after something as well, gold digging some of them. So, anyway, I hope everybody understands the bigger picture that was painted here tonight. So, see, Ellen, give me a last word, and we're going to wrap this show up, please. Yes, absolutely, and I think you're right because, um, to be honest, on on both sides of the coin, women also do go after men. They go after powerful men. They go after wealthy men, and a lot of times they try to get themselves in a position to become pregnant so they can tie the man, uh, hold him by a child, and they can get uh, benefits. That's a true yep. thing that happens to women, and so 
you know, you're right. There's a lot going on here in in um, the human dynamic between men and women. But again, there there is this element that they, that our the people, you know, we are the people of the book, and uh, it's been destined, decreed that we are going to go through many things. And we have been going through many things. And yet, even in our exodus at, the, at that time, whenever that will be, after 2019, whenever that will be, after 2019, we still have battles that we're going to face, even as a people in the diaspora. And we have to take our, our lesson from history. In the first exodus, they came out, they were victorious, they rejoiced, and then Pharaoh came after them again, and they were in despair Yet the Most High wanted to show them another miracle, and then they passed through that. But when they were about to approach the land, they had other challenges. So what we have to understand is that the struggle is real. The calling is real. The living is real. The problems are real. And, and, and because we are the people of the book, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to there, – there is no real place of safety for us except in the most high but he doesn't keep us from the world if we understand, if you understand what i mean we still live in this world on a real level we still have to experience the heat of the sun the cold of the winter you know we still have to go through the motions if we go in the water we will get wet so, you know so we have to understand that the position that we hold as a people of the Most High, a chosen people, doesn't exempt us from the problems of life. So we realize that even, you know, any of us can be a target. Um, they do go after our wealth, you know, when we are in power. And uh, and we they always want to make an example out of us because it means so much to them to tear us down, but it also means so much to us to have our leaders standing strong, our people that we can look to. And Bill, Bill Cosby had been a very, very positive image. And I wanted to comment on the fact that when he said that the Huxable life was, wasn't real, and so we addressed that earlier in, the, in what we were saying earlier. There are so many, you know, most of, the, most of these supremacists are people like this that that thought that what Bill Cosby was portraying was a fantasy for blacks. We're only focusing, again, on blacks that were in the hood or in the inner city that were doing, who were struggling. But they don't know the, 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 the uh, diverse magnitude of the black community in the United States. Right. And so there are, like I said before, very wealthy, prominent, you know, professional uh, black men and women who are lawyers, doctors, judges, who are you know professional ball players. We know about those because they get they get the limelight all the time. But there are so many, and there's there's millionaires, there's entrepreneurs, there's so many people. So what we have to do is just stand strong as a people, keep loving our our Most High Yah, and 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 holding on to the truth. And with that, I want to say shalom to everyone. Well, shalom to you, sister, and again, I appreciate your your input tonight. You always you always show up as a professional and really speaks uh, powerful words, wisdom, and and yes, even from the Ruach, uh, powerful things I believe from the Most High. And I hope that I did the same thing. I like when you talked a lot about our weaknesses and struggles, and that uh, 
how we, you know, none of us are, you know, we're pretty much in the same boat. Even with the most high, it don't matter if it's big little, big sins or little sins, we sin and sin. But it, we don't enjoy the blessings of of the Father with sin in our life. And that's all of us. I know I suffer. But Sister Eliana, listen, I thank you again. And I'm going to go ahead and meet you line. But thank you, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Okay, folks, and that was Sister Eliana. Eliana Batia, all the way from Mercy, California. I'm Brother Seth, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. You've been listening to Five Smooth Stones Network, and uh, we've just been swinging at not necessarily whether or not Bill Cosby was right or wrong, but the powers that be weird things that happen around his conviction, his sentencing. Uh, strange things, women coming out of the woodwork, 20 and 30, 20 and 25 year old testimonies, just some crazy stuff. We're trying to look at why, why, and I think we did a very good job hitting the why. Listen, uh, I'm gonna go out with this song that I think uh, would be very fitting uh, for what we are talking about tonight. Very fitting song. And uh, next week, folks, I don't know quite what we will do. I uh, have an idea, so it may be a surprise, but I think you'll be blessed by what I'm going to do next week. It's going to be out of the box, a little something different. But anyway, uh, like I say every week, I love every single one of y'all. There ain't nothing you can do about it. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Be blessed by this last song. Good night.
when I cry, when I pray, didn't understand, you lifted my my glory. 